Oh, what does this button do? Recording. Recording. You say it the same every time, and I love it. <laughs> At least I'm also consistent. shout out to my little pimple. And mm-hmm. with that, I shall say hello, everyone. Welcome to episode fourteen of stuck inside and hungry all the time and it is december and i got my fau christmas sweater on i got my one little christmas tree and i just finished drinking all my hot cocoa waiting for mackenzie i have on my disney christmas mickey t-shirt i was gonna wear my christmas my disney christmas hat but i didn't want them to send us a cease and desist so i did not oh yeah because the mouse don't play no, they and don't. And I'm drinking my mug of hot cocoa. Yay. Um, and today, for our Christmas episodes. To kick off the Christmas. Kick off the holly jolly season. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about Christmas traditions from around the world. And I'm excited. What we're is talking like, happy ones. We're talking creepy ones. Yeah, we're, talking we're talking interesting ones. Weird ones. We're talking. We're talking. We're talking. We're talking. Um, what is like? Do you have like a specific Christmas? Well, Christmas, Christmas. I sound like the Grinch. Christmas tradition, like in your family. As far as like, we have a specific foods we eat on Christmas morning, but there mm-hmm. isn't like a, a. Like my dad just. It's, my mom hands out the presents and my dad always records it. And... <laughs> Although okay. I did find out my mom does something that Philip had never heard of. Like we each get Christmas cards for everybody and we open them on Christmas day. And my mom has Christmas, like not my mom, my grandmother gets us a Christmas card, but we put them on the tree. So that way, like Christmas day, like everybody opens up their Christmas cards. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard of that either, but that's cute. I guess it's a tradition that I, I like didn't that. know. I also think I've had way too much sugar because my hand is shaking. So I'm going to step away oh. from the hot cocoa. Well, girl. I think that, that third packet was one too many. Oh, well, if, you're, if, 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 it's the any, second packet. if it's any episode to have a sugar rush, it's this one. Yeah, because my hand is like shaking and I'm. <laughs> oh, my God. Water out of my Christmas wine glass. Ooh, Christmas water. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have any Christmas traditions. I guess, I mean, every Latino family celebrates, does Noche Buena, mm-hmm. which we pretty much Christmas is celebrated on the 24th. And then at 12 o'clock, we open up the presents. Um, in my family, I guess this is a tradition. In my family, usually we all go to my um aunt's house Mm -hmm. which is my grandma's sister we go to her house everyone goes to her house and that's where we do christmas um and we open up presents at 12 and stuff like that um that's pretty much it obviously this year that's not happening because of the pandemic but um i think that's pretty much i think that's pretty much it now at least because the past couple christmases because my stepdad's been working christmas time Mm -hmm. we go to my mom's house now and we have christmas well like 
not my whole family, but my dad, my cousins and I yeah. go to my mom's house and we do white elephant. Well, yes. white elephant. Your version of white elephant. Yeah. My, well, more like my mom's version of white elephant because she wants everybody to have something that they like. So we do that. And that's pretty much it. We don't really... I don't know about any Chilean Christmas traditions. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't... Like, we just have, like, Christmas food that we... not. It's not Christmas food, but they're, like, special dishes like, like my parents will make on Christmas yeah. morning because... Mm-hmm. They don't make them every day. Like my dad will usually make like saltfish and ackee and right. Johnny cakes and boiled dumplings. What are Johnny cakes? It's literally just like fried dough. It's like bread. That's all you have to tell me. But they're hoard because they're, they're hard. You literally have to take like a tablespoon, if not more butter and put it on there. It's good. I'll eat it. You oh, said fried dough. I don't care what it is or if it's hoard or not. Selfish and ackee is just ackee from... Oh, yeah, the fruit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and salted codfish with seasoned heavily. Oh, yeah. I've heard so You of have that. to start it from the day before because you have to soak the fish and mm-hmm. prepare the ackee because if you don't cut it right, it'll kill you because it's poisonous. Yes, because it's poisonous. I saw that on the Travel Channel and I was like, what a way to live. What a rush. <laughs> What a rush. Then, like, that's like, I think it's the Chinese or the Japanese that eat puffer fish, but there's only like specific licensed people who can prepare yeah. puffer fish because if one wrong cut and everybody's gone. That's the truth. And then my grandma, if she comes up for um, Christmas, which she usually doesn't because she likes to spend it in Jamaica, she just has always liked it. She'll bring a rum cake with her, and my aunt will usually make a hard sauce. It's called a hard sauce, which is pretty much like a thick, thick icing. Ah, to go it's on a it. hard, hard sauce. And you pretty much soak the rum cake for like, a, it's like weeks, it seems like. Uh-huh. So that way you can smell it whenever you walk into the house. It just stinks of rum in your house. It's oh, good, though. Oh. I like it. Well. It sounds like. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, but we'll usually Christmas breakfast, and of course, like they make, we'll make scrambled eggs and stuff like that because mm-hmm. some people don't like the saltfish and ackee. And yeah, but that's what we usually do. Like my cousins would always come over, saltfish and ackee, scrambled eggs, bacon, Johnny cakes, and boiled dumplings. Nice. That's and then you're like usually not time. hungry again until like six o'clock. That sounds good. It's good. That sounds good. I want to try ackee. I can't eat fish, but I want to try the ackee part. Well, they have par- I don't I don't enjoy it and I know that's just a bad making thing to say, but I'm just It's okay. Don't I don't like, like avocados and that's like sacrilegious in Chile. Like how can you not like avocados? I don't. It's the texture, it's the taste. That's me like, with avocados. I like fish. But apparent apparently from what I've heard, it has the same consistency as scrambled eggs. That's what people say, but I don't, I don't think that's a lie. <laughs> and that's where I stand on that. Those are my Jamaican family traditions. On nice. And with that, let's segue into <laughs> traditions, traditions of all over the world. So I found, because I did a quick Google, I think it was like Wednesday, 
Mm-hmm. And I found on countryliving.com the 20. Um, Girl, I have that same one up too. I have my. <laughs> Are you serious? This whole time. Nice. Okay. So I yeah. Have my split screen. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. So I have the country living up. And then I Googled some stuff that I read off of here just to like for extra things that we should know. Mm-hmm. So I have a, my side notes on there as well. So for the first one we're going to do, the first country on this list is. There's 20 countries, y'all. So this is going to be a time. Buckle up. Buckle up, y'all. We're about to get jolly. Um, and educated. And educated. Uh, the first one is Sweden. And so in Sweden, they have the Yule goat. And it's been a Christmas symbol dating back to ancient pagan festivals, as most Christmas traditions are. Sounds about and then right. then in 1966 is when they decided to, like, redo reinvent the whole christmas tradition of that and create a giant straw goat that they re- that they refer to as okay i google translated this and i pressed the speaker to hear how they can pronounce this um i think oh, it's, it's pronounced the yeah it's got the the a with the two dots i think it's pronounced the gap gav yavle i think it's like yavle goat if we're saying that wrong, please let us know how you're I supposed to pronounce so that. I am so sorry. We're going to pull up Google Translate right now. I'm going to do it. I know I heard it. And apparently the goat is 42 feet high and 23 feet wide. Yeah. And okay, weighs ready? about 3.6 tons. Oh, yeah. She a big boy. <laughs> she, she a big boy. She, she a big boy. Let me let me see if I can. Yavle. Can you hear that? Yavle. 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 So that's what they call it. The Yavle goat. I was like, I'm, I didn't take diction, so I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, so the first goat I took was, diction, and I still don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry, Dr. McLean. <laughs> sorry, Dr. McLean. I love you, though. <laughs> so the first goat was put up on December the 1st, 1966. And this custom was inspired by the yule goat of like scandinavian folklore and it's this the it says here the horned herbivores have enjoyed a rich history in the region's culture and mythology even the mighty god thor himself is said to have to have ridden a cart pulled by a pair of goats named i'm going to try and say the names named tenyast and tan near. I did it. Who could be killed? Okay, in this part I was like, ooh. So these goats, they can be killed and devoured and then come back to life the next morning. So I was like, that's a bit, that's convenient. Like if you're stuck and you're like, there's no food, I got y'all. They're like the phoenixes of goats. Okay, got you. Like that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Phoenixes of goats. And so then this says also that it may have this have may have inspired the midwinter Norwegian custom of Yule Yule booking or Yule goading, which involved going door to door dressed like goats while singing carols in pursuit of snacks and alcohol. So it's kind of like Christmas Halloween, but you sing carols dressed as a goat. Okay, I stand by that. And then. 
So it's kind of like singing carols, going door to door singing carols and stuff like that. Like over the years, it's just like people just going door to door singing. And then I read the funny thing about this poor goat is that it's been set on fire. It's been kicked into pieces. It's been hit by a car. And in 2010, there was a group that planned to kidnap the goat and transport it to Stockholm by helicopter. But the security guard that was work that was guarding the goat at that time, they tried to bribe him, but he was like, nah, son, you're not mm-hmm. touching this goat. And so then like, first just of the- all, right. How do you think you're going to kidnap that three ton goat? With a helicopter. You know how many gonna... you're gonna need about ten helicopters. <laughs> I was Three like times? Damn. Well actually I don't know how much a helicopter can lift, but like Well, twenty three tons is twenty three thousand pounds. So Who said twenty three tons? Oh, I thought you said it was twenty three tons. No, I said no, I don't know. Oh, it's twenty three feet wide and it weighs three point six tons. Oh, they can do it. I, a helicopter can can lift that bitch up off the air. I'm pretty sure. Helicopters lift things all the time. I don't know. If you somebody who knows a helicopter person, I don't know. But anyway, so the people were super fed up about people lighting this poor goat on fire and stuff like that. That in 2013 they decided the officials announced that the straw used that year, which I'm pretty sure they've been using it since then the straw used that year was treated with fireproof liquids because they were like this goat is not going to be caught on fire anymore we're over it we are over it and that's for sweden the yule goat and then it's taken down so let's see they oh and you can watch a live stream from the first sunday of the advent until after new year when it's taken down well, the first Sunday of Advent, I think it's this Sunday. I think so. Wait, maybe. am I being facetious? Facetious. Yeah, it would be this Sunday. Yeah, because December, no, it was the 29th. Oh. Sorry, I thought it was the but, first. But that's not in December. That's in November. Well, I know, but... um. According to the liturgical, I can never say this word. Is liturgical? Okay, yeah. According to the liturgical calendar, mm-hmm. 29th is the first Sunday of Advent. Okay, sure. All right, so from the 29th. Yeah, so the 29th is that's the, the new, that's when the new liturgical year starts. Right. Okay. Next country, we are going to the Philippines. And in the Philippines, the Christmas tradition that they have is they have this big lantern festival. Which I love. Right? I think that's such a cute idea. And it's like all lights and stuff like that. And it's called, okay, I also Google translated this one because I know it's not what I think it sounds like. One moment, please. What their festival's called. Okay, I'm not going to attempt. It's, a, it's, according to this, it's pronounced Okay. That's what their, that's what the Giant Lantern Festival is 
in so it's a hard G yeah one silent G and then another hard G okay okay sure yeah so every Thank year they're breaking that down again <laughs> <laughs> so every year they hold this festival in the city of San Fernando and it features dazzling par paroles Sorry, or lanterns I thought it said San Francisco when I read it. No. Oh, but... yeah. It's in San Francisco. <laughs> Philippines. <laughs> Philippines, California. Yeah. Um, and it I know features... what you want to know. <laughs> oh, my God. And it features dazzling lanterns that symbolize the star of Bethlehem. And each I one. That. I know. Each one consists of thousands of spinning lights that illuminate the night sky. And the fis uh, this festival has made San Fernando the Christmas capital of the Philippines, which I think it's super cute. Isn't there? I like that. Isn't there, a, is it Indiana that they have the city of Christmas? I want to say no, it's I Indiana. I cannot tell you. There's a city in the US that's called Christmas and it's Christmas up in there all the time. So a bit of other facts that I found about this festival. So the festival is, over a century old and it started the first one started in the year 1904 but of course the older locals from back who were alive then said that um as far as they can remember that they might have been way before that that the that the lantern festival started but it was inaugurated as a thing like as a festival in 1904 like columbus day right as a thing in 1904 and then it was like a national thing like a set thing national thing in 1908 <clears throat> so this began in san fernando in okay so it says the event is held on the city of san fernando in papanga philippines but the root or the origin of this of the venue was originally in bacalor which was just then later transferred to san fernando and so then, but back in the day, um, when the festival was first starting, there wasn't, there wasn't lights or anything because light wasn't introduced, or electricity wasn't introduced to the city of San Fernando until 1931. So, wild. girl, here's the thing, like us as young people, we can't imagine a time with no electricity. So to think like, oh, this is a cute lan like lantern festival, it's all lit up. But they didn't have electricity until yeah, 1931. That's all they had. <laughs> until 1931. So they, because of that, back in those times, before electricity came, they had the festival in the daytime. Mm. Makes so sense. They, yeah. So they had it in the daytime so everybody could see it. And then it was held all the way up until the afternoon. So like from the morning to the afternoon before the sunset that you can see the thing. And then it became, once electricity um, became a thing over there, then there was lights. And then now it's this huge big thing that they have over there in San Fernando in the Philippines, which Aww. I think it's pretty cute. Don't we have, isn't Here's the Chinese the Lantern Festival? I love Festival? a tradition. I love a tradition. I love everything about it. I know, um, I love it. I feel like they have such cute traditions. I don't feel like they don't, I mean, I don't know of any American traditions besides trying to kill people on my <laughs> Friday. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Next one. 
This probably had to be my favorite one, aside from the scary ones, of course. Same. So this yeah, one you know, speaks you know to the, exactly. the fatty in me. Yes, this is a stuck inside and hungry all the time favorite in yes. Japan. So for people who don't know, because I had no, I didn't, it didn't dawn on me, but now that I, I know it makes sense. I did know this. In Japan, Christmas isn't that big of a thing. And I was like, oh, you're right. So it's not a, Christmas isn't a national holiday in Japan. And it's like an estimated 1% of the population is Christian. So for those who do celebrate, they have this, they don't have like the big, like how other places have the, like the towns are decorated for Christmas or stuff like that. But what they do have is the tradition of getting Kentucky fried chicken as Christmas dinner. And I, I support absolutely, that. I support that 100%. Here's the thing. I feel like Japanese Kentucky Fried Chicken tastes a lot better than our Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't know. I'd have to test it out one day. I feel like it does because usually foods, our foods like, like Italian McDonald's is so good. And they have chicken wings. So that's because I feel like they don't use genetically modified yeah. food. And I know each of the each of like the big chain food places when they go to a different country, they alter their recipes to match. So I feel like Japanese uh KFC would be real good. Yeah, I feel like it's because they don't use like the genetically modified food like they do here. Yeah. They don't use like corn syrup like they do here. They use actual real sugar. Yeah. Because to if you I mean even if like going to Jamaica, it's literally hard to find a soda with like um, syrup in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the fake stuff. Yeah. They don't they don't do that over there. Yeah. It's the real, real, real. Yeah. So I feel and like it's it'd be good. I feel like it tastes good. So this tradition began in 1974 after a excuse me I got a burp burp okay. Tradition happened in 1974 after a wildly successful marketing campaign by them called Kurisumasu Niwa Kentucky. Girl, good for you. Thank you so much. Or in English, Kentucky for Christmas. (laughs) So I live for it. So Kurisumasu Niwa Kentucky, hell yeah, all day. Okay. Kentucky for Christmas. Kentucky for Christmas, all day. The live long day. And so this has been like the tradition. And I Googled it. I was like, I wonder if it's like, is this really still, even though this article was made like this year, but I was like, I want to know if that's still like really a thing. So I Googled it. Oh no, it's still a thing. Mm -hmm. Kentucky fried chicken is still a thing for Christmas in Japan. And people order their boxes like months in advance, or they stand in two hour lines to wait for their food. Not I love sun. Kentucky Fried Chicken and their biscuits. Yeah. And oh that God. Nashville hot chicken. I have a friend who lives in Japan. I should ask her. I haven't talked to her in forever. It's gonna I'm gonna ask her. Um she lives in Japan. I wanna know if it's really a thing. Shout out to Kentucky Fried Chicken and their biscuits and their Nashville hot chicken. I haven't tried that, but girl, it is nice. Nice. Okay. Now the next get, one is your your yes. true favorite. Now we reach the spooky one. This is the one that I texted you about when yeah. I was like, girl, do I got 
<laughs> a tradition that's scarier than Krampus, even though Krampus is on this list also. So in Iceland, similar to the 12 days of Christmas that we have here, in Iceland, they celebrate 13. And each night before Christmas, Icelandic children are visited by 13 Yule lads. After placing their shoes by the window, the little ones will head upstairs to bed and in the morning they'll either receive candy if they're good or greeted with a shoe full of rotten potatoes if they're bad. I would rather receive coal than rotten potatoes because I feel like rotten potatoes smells bad and coal smells Oh yeah. Um, if they're bad. So and I was like, the 13 Yule lads, what's up with them? Because I remember hearing something about that and then I remembered in Sabrina, the newest Sabrina, they had the 13 Yule lads. And I was like, they were not funny people. So then I go, no. and here is the real history of the 13 Yule lads. So in Iceland, the 13 Yule lads were called Christmas trolls. And they're more of like the Santas of Iceland. But really, how they're portrayed now is a more happier yeah. type of look for the children. But back in there, like what they really are, are 13 dirty trolls that are led by their mother, who is a child eating giantess mm -hmm. named Grilla. I'm going to say her yes. name is Grilla. G-R-Y-L-A. That's what they, how they pronounced it. I mean, not saying that Sabrina the Teenage Witch is the end all be all like right. source, but, but that's how they pronounced it there as well. Yeah, in Grilla. And so I was like, oh, my God, wait, they were in Sabrina. She was not nice. And she is still not nice. Mm -mm. So there's a lot of speculation about where they really live. Some people think that they live in, like, this volcanic fortress. Other people say that they live up in some mountain range. I'm going to say that they live somewhere up in a mountain range, volcanic or not. And then from December yes. 12th to the 24th, they come down, and one by one, each of the kids, one by one, they engage in 13 days of mis mischief. And each one of the Yule lads has a different antic ranging from grotesque to horrifying. Mm -hmm. I didn't Google what, I didn't Google what they meant. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that to everybody's imagination. Yes. So now, of course, like I said, their look has been more sanitized from how they usually look. Now they're just, they were like traditional Christmas colors, red and white. They got a cute fluffy beard, big ass smiles, you know, like the seven dwarves, but Christmas. Make it seven dwarves, but make it Christmas like that. Now, they, they were more sanitized their look, but their mom, she's still scary. Oh, yeah. She's still the scariest being in Icelandic folklore. And her story is told to kids every year to try and like, scare them into being good so her story is so throughout the years throughout the year the whole year she hears about all the bad children in the island and when winter comes she comes to collect the kids in a sack then cooks them in a pot into a giant stew which will then sustain her until next winter so i think we should raise the squabies with Grilla and Krampus. I mean, I'm here for it. I think we should do it. And then I found out that there's not just the Yule Lads and Grilla, but there's also another Christmas folklore being that's called the Christmas Cat. Yep. 
the Christmas cat is not cute as it sounds. The mm-hmm. Christmas cat. Um, let me see here. So the Christmas cat doesn't seek out kids who are misbehaving, which this was kind of funny. They don't seek, it doesn't seek out kids who misbehave, but they happily prey on children that did not get new clothes to wear for Christmas. Mm. So if your fashion ain't fresh, the Christmas cat is coming for you. Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't know why, but that, the way you just said that killed me. Listen, if your, if your fashion, fashion ain't fresh, fresh, the Christmas cat is coming for you. Come, coming for coming you. Coming for you. The Christmas cat is coming for you. Okay. Can you imagine being a kid like mom? I need new clothes for Christmas or the Christmas cat is going to get me. Can you imagine? Imagine. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling the squabies that too. I'm be like, listen, you got to tell your mom. To get you them fresh new Nikes. To get you new clothes for Christmas or the Christmas cat's going to come for you. And you know what? I'm not going to stop him. Yeah, I might as well just tell you by now. It's been real. Yeah. Well, you want the Christmas cat or do you want Krampus? Which one? Which one? You want potatoes in your shoes or you want new clothes? Here's the thing. You need to straighten up. Exactly. Straighten up, my little kid. And with that, we're going to segue to a nicer Christmas tradition. We're going to go to Finland. And in Finland, on Christmas morning, Finnish families traditionally eat porridge made of rice and milk topped with cinnamon or butter. Actually sounds good. Right? Topped with cinnamon or butter. And then whoever finds the almond placed inside one of the puddings wins. But what do they win? I'm pretty sure they like wins. An extra present, probably. Or money. I don't know. But that's like the whole. Yeah. But then I feel like this would be something my mom would do. It says here, but some families cheat and hide a few almonds so the kids don't get upset. And I'm like, here's the thing. We're a competitive household. The squad is a competitive family. If you got the almond, you got, you got the, the almond. almond. If you didn't, better luck Sorry. next year, homie. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. And then after that, it is customary to sit in a sauna together. I like that. Moving to Finland. Moving to Finland. Should we get a sauna for the house? Yes. Okay. Definitely a sauna. Caso cerrado. You know, uh, one of those bathtubs with the jets. Ooh, yes. Bathtub with the jets. Hell yeah. Next country. We move to New Zealand. So for New Zealand, because Christmas falls during the summer, which is the same in Chile, Christmas is during the summertime. And pretty much in Florida, it's always hot. So because Christmas falls um, during the summertime, a lot of their traditions center around barbecue, grilling, with friends, family meets together for a big barbecue, eat seafood, meat, seasonal vegetables. And then the New Zealand Christmas tree, I'm going to try and say this, is the Pohu Tukawa, and is a coastal species that blooms a bright red color in December, providing shade during the sunny days as they sing Christmas carols in English and in Maori. That's cute. Good for the, good for the New Zealanders. Next one. 
I'm just saying how much I love the Maori people. Oh, girl. Manu Bennett. I just, I just love. You haven't seen Spartacus. I'm raising my my mic. If you haven't seen Spartacus, see Spartacus, and you're gonna. You're going to hate Crixus, but then you're also going to love Crixus because you're going to love Manu Bennett. Also, That's it's a heartbreaker. Oh, also, it's such a heartbreaker. But anyway, back to the Christmas traditions. We're going to Denmark. Okay. So in Denmark, so it says here, before Christianity came to the Danes, which I forgot that was how you call people from Denmark. Danes. <laughs> anyway. Christmas Day was a celebration of brighter days, or Joel, or Yol, maybe? J-O accent L. Yes. As it occurred just before winter solstice, solstice. Girl. Today, homes are decorated with superstitious characters called Nisere, who are believed to provide protection. On the evening of December 24th, Danish families place their Christmas tree in the middle of the room and dance around it while singing Christmas carols. I feel like we should adopt a lot of these really, a lot of these Christmas traditions. Because they just seem like so much fun. I'm digging it. Can you imagine? But I feel like you have the Christmas tree (laughs) in the center and you dance around and you're like summoning. Something. You're summoning a Christmas something. I love it. All right, next one. We're going to the islands. We're going to Martinique. Mm. And in Martinique, they have this tradition called La Rib... And they speak French, so I'm assuming it's called La Ribo. I'm going to say that's about right. La Ribo is a long-standing tradition where families visit their neighbors during Advent and on New Year's Day, bearing holiday foods like yams, boudin creole, pate salé, and pork stew. Ooh, that sounds good. And pork stew. And then they sing Christmas carols together into the early hours of the morning, adding in their own creole verses and traditional lyrics. I like that. Sounds like a party to me. That feels like also like... That feels like also like something that would happen in New Orleans. Yes. Which I really want to go to. I know. I really want to go to New Orleans too. But I want to go to New Orleans, one for food, and then two for the witchy factor. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to go visit Marie Laveau's tombstone and pay my respects to her. And with that... Norway. Isn't Kaylee from... reason I thought you were going to say narwhal. Narwhal. Isn't um, Kaylee from Norway? Or of Norwegian descent? I think so. I think so. Yes, she is. Yeah, because we always call her... Because Kevin calls her Nops. Norwegian Pops. Yes. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. I remember that. that. Oh, what a good time. We were so young then. Those were the days... Yeah, we were so young then. Anyway, Norway. So in Norway, they in the Christmas season called Yule Board. And that begins December the 3rd. And then, so let's see here. In the Christmas season called Yule Board begins December 3rd. 
and local bars and restaurants fill up throughout the whole month and families celebrate little Christmas on December 23rd. So it's kind of like Noche Buena for Latinos. Each have their own ritual for the day that may include decorating the tree, making a gingerbread house, and eating, I'm gonna really try hard to say this just because I can. So it's hot rice pudding, but this is how they say you it. You might wanna Google translate it. that one. But I kinda wanna try, okay. So Go it says, it. eating Riesengrinsgrot. Eyebrow raise. Are you going to Google Translate? I am going to Google Translate it. Give me one moment, please. Riesen, rise of the Why green do I feel dots. like the S is silent? So it would be like Rien? Wait, which S? <laughs> <laughs> which S? There's two. The one at the end. Oh, you might be right. We're going to... I Riesen. feel like that S is completely silent. Reason. Here's the thing about Scandinavian languages, man. I like them. In my ancestry, it updated and it came out like 1% Norwegian. And I was like, oh my God, who is it? Who did it? I am one section of a Viking horn. <laughs> Just one horn. One horn. Oh, but it says here, this is Danish. That's interesting. Is Norway? Norway's Near. close to, yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay, <laughs> thank you. No, it is pronounced with the S. Okay, ready? Really? Good yeah. job. Ready? Riesen Grünsgrut. Riesen Grünsgrut. Okay, so the Y is more like an I. Yeah. That's what was... And then the O with the slash is an U. And so that's Shout out to Norway. Shout out Norway. Finland. Sweden. Sweden. Denmark. Denmark. I love Iceland. All of your languages, I love them. Poland. Anyway, speaking of Iceland. And now we're going to Ireland. So in Ireland, the Irish leave a tall red candle in front of a window overnight as a welcoming symbol of warmth and shelter for the holiday season. Now, traditional Christmas food in Ireland often includes homemade roast goose, vegetables, cranberries, and potatoes, of course. Can't be Ireland without potatoes. Not that we're stereotyping. Not that we're stereotyping, but there was a potato famine in Ireland. Also, partly, yes. Correct. I forgot what I was going to say, so I just... <laughs> okay. So that's Ireland. I wonder how much more of these we got, but I'm excited for all these people. Do we want right. to just look through them and pick which ones we want to do? Do we? I think a lot of them are from the Netherlands, like... The Netherlands. Go to like Portugal and Brazil, then do Austria's, then do South Africa. You know what I'm saying? Like, all righty, let's hop, skip, and a jump through these then. Portugal. Hop, skip, and a jump to Brazil and Portugal. All right, so Portugal and Brazil. So Brazilian. Brazilian and Portuguese families come together on Christmas Eve. Oh, we should ask Morgana what they do. We're going to do that another time. On Christmas Eve to eat dinner as late as 10 p.m. Here's the thing. That's late. I ain't going to sleep for a while. Here's the thing. I'm not eating at 10, but no. I will. I don't know. I have a cookie at like 10, but I'm not about to have a whole ass meal. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll probably like pick off of the meal 
after, maybe. Yeah, I couldn't do a whole last meal. Yeah, no. But anyway, then at exactly midnight, they exchange gifts, toasts, and wish each, blah, 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 wish each other a Merry Christmas. So it's kind of like the Latinos. And then, well, Brazilians are Latinos, not the Portuguese. So, okay. But anyway, so midnight mass or Misa do Galo or rooster mass, which is what it is, is a chance to meet up with neighbors and extended families to wish them well for the holiday season. Their service is often followed by fireworks in the town square. So one so of my favorite things lit. about the cultures that they love, their family. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we do. And now we've reached my second favorite Christmas tradition. And we're going to Austria, home of Mozart, because he's number one. Yes. My favorite guy. Does so he want you to lick his ass? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And he wrote a song about it. Love it. Love that guy. And he's an Aquarius. Anyway, in Austria. Also, we're entering the age of Aquarius. So, just want you to know that. No, we're not. But, yes, we are. Okay. No, because then after is it Capricorn. And then it's Aquarius. But thank you. <laughs> I'm sure we're entering the age of Aquarius, and I'm going to Google it now. Okay, Google. And then I'm going to talk about Austria while you're Googling. So in Austria, so the Alpine countries like Austria have a legend that a double-legged creature called Krampus, my favorite person, joins their St. Nicholas festivities on December the 6th. So on December the 6th, they have like, it's like Krampus Day. And then children are asked for a list of their good and bad deeds. Good children are rewarded with sweets, apples, and nuts. And bad children worry that what Krampus might bring on Christmas morning. Krampus might take you and put you in his bag and take you away. Or Krampus might eat you. I mean, it depends. I think in Krampus, this, the lore or legend of Krampus is also in Germany. In Germany, Austria, and it's other, it's the other countries around that area that they also have the story of Krampus. I think that's a fun time. So Krampus is Agreed. like the, is like the anti-Santa. Mm -hmm. Like Santa's shadow. Ooh. So we've got Germany, Poland, Belarus, Ukraine. So. Okay. Maybe in those countries they might sell that. Sell that? Celebrate yeah, that. They might sell that. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. <laughs> that's all. Anyway, yeah. so yes, that's Krampus. So I feel like with Krampus and the 13 Yule lads, we got enough to keep the enough to keep the squabies at bay. Yeah, exactly. Where should we go next? Also, we are entering the age of Aquarius, according to Bustle.com, taking place on December 21st, 2020. That is setting it off, so. Age of Aquarius, age <laughs> of Aquarius, Aquarius. <laughs> that means it's my time. It is. Your ascension Aquarius. has come. I am ascending. Okay. Anyway, where should we go next on our we list? We are going to fly. Where are we flying? I feel like maybe we should fly to 
South Africa. Ooh, okay. So in South Africa. So in South Africa, the traditions vary by region and culture. Most families come together for a cookout called braaing, B-R-A-A-I-N-G, on the holiday, marinated steaks and boarwurst sausages served as the main course, followed by a customary dessert of malva pudding served with a custard. There's a picture of it here. It kind of looks like bread pudding. I just Googled what boarwurst is, and it's like a spiraling sausage. Huh. Well, South Africa is also known for their meats and stuff like that, so I bet that shit tastes real good. Yes. But good this dessert looks delicious. Yeah, this dessert. So there's a picture here, and the picture, it's like a cast iron pan, and it kind of looks like bread pudding. Yes. With ice cream on top and powdered sugar. So it could be like a custardy bread pudding. Well, yeah, because that says it's not ice cream on top, it's custard. Oh, so frozen custard. Yes. Ah, here's the thing. I think of custard and I think of like a pudding type of custard. Same. But that sounds good to me. So then they, and they have traditional fir Christmas trees are decorated with a variety of baubles, included hand beaded African ornaments. That's a fun one. I feel like that's what, I feel like the Christmas trees at, in Disney, like in the Animal Kingdom Lodge, might look like that. Maybe. I can't remember, to be honest. Also, we should go to Disney during Christmas time, but not during the pandemic. No, next year. But another time. Okay, where are we flying to next? Um, I say, what about... I'm looking on this other website, and apparently in Canada. <gasps> oh, Canada. They have this thing called the Calvacade of Lights. Okay. So it's like a parade They're, of lights? Yes. It marks the official start of the holiday season. So it doesn't say when they do this. Mm -hmm. It first took place in 1967. Okay. To show off Toronto's newly constructed city hall. City Hall. Yes. Um, the square and Christmas tree are illuminated by more than 300,000 lights. Oh, energy efficient lights. Ah, yes, because we're in Canada. That. We're in Canada. They are energy efficient. Yes, that shine from dusk until 11 p.m. until the new year. Um, but the cavalcade of lights. Mm -hmm. I find like more of like how it started. Why they keep doing it. Calvacade. Calvacade of lights. Lights. Um. Scratching my eye. Scratching that seems like a festival eye. they do to kick off the. The season. It looks like there's like smoke bombs. You know what I mean? Like the ones you throw up in the air, fireworks. Right. It's like a whole party just to kick off the season. Yeah, EDC Orlando, how you feeling? How are you feeling? What Pretty a good much. time. I know. All righty. Um, and I just remembered another tradition I know they do in Jamaica, but I've never experienced it. I'm going to try um, to pronounce this properly. 
they have these, um, like, people who dress up in masks. Mm-hmm. And it's called Jonkano. Okay. Spelled J-O-N-K-O-N-N-U. And it's a fusion of, like, African masks. Mm-hmm. And, like, British folk plays. And they, like, dance in the street. And they come up to houses and stuff like that. And they're, like, for younger children who don't know what's going on, it's slightly scary. Right, I can imagine. But, I mean, it's your heritage, so it's probably not that scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, this sounds like a good time. And they just sing and dance in the streets and have a big party. Yep, sounds like Jamaican me. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) How are you with that? Sounds like Jamaican to me. Yeah, that's true. Shaking ass and shaking ass. Shaking. I was going to say shaking ass and passing gas. <laughs> that's different. I mean. Probably. Yeah. Oh, all righty. Where else should we go? I feel like the only one that we haven't mentioned. Well, let's see. There's Ukraine, Mexico, and El Salvador. What did you just yawn for? I mean, was that a yawn or a gasp? Um, no, I don't know what that... Oh, you know how okay. sometimes you just do something? Maybe. I could have yawned, but I honestly don't remember. <laughs> okay. So there's that. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Mexico. Mexico. All right, so... In Mexico, so all across Mexico, members of the church put on pastorelas, or shepherd's plays, to retell the Christmas story. The Mexican Christmas season begins early in December with Las Posadas, a religious march that reenacts the journey of Mary and Joseph. The vibrant red poinsettia flowers are also used in holiday arrangements for decoration throughout the country. I like it. I feel like that... I feel like that must be really pretty and, like, colorful. Well, I mean, like, like Mexico is really colorful. Like, the colors yeah. they have there, like, in their clothes, mm-hmm. their paintings, their art, it's, just, it's all really pretty. Yeah. Especially in their, like, traditional, um, what are those? I can't remember. I don't know what they're called. The, the dresses? Yes. I don't know what but they're they called specific, either. Yeah, they have a but, specific yes. name for them. The ones that they dance and yes. twirl. Like mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. yeah. Those, those are pretty are so too. Pretty. Yeah, those are really pretty and colorful. The ones that they wear the white shirts with. And, but like each region has their own version of that. Exactly. And they're just I think so that's pretty. super cute. Because I remember that because you guys were talking about in the. Um, yes. Heritage in the episode. Hispanic Heritage Month episode. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, let's just go ahead and go to El Salvador. Yeah. So in El Salvador, they toast Christmas with fireworks displays on December 24th and the 25th. Children celebrate with smaller firecrackers called volcancitos, which are like little volcanoes, and estrellitas, little stars, which I'm pretty sure estrellitas are the sparklers. Um, while those who are a little older tend to prefer to prefer larger varieties and Roman candles. So they're pretty much just blowing the shit up during Christmas. Pew, 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 pew. Fireworks. Apparently. Apparently. 
This is from my other tab that I have open. It's just like a bunch of like weird Christmas traditions. Like oh. not weird, like strange, unusual. Right. Mm-hmm. Number one one on there is the Japan KFC. Because like... The number two one is from Norway. Apparently, Norwegians believe that on Christmas Eve coincides with the arrival of evil spirits and witches. So they hide their brooms. Hide your brooms. You'll be left broomless. Yes. The third one is from Caracas, Venezuela. Okay. Um, in the week leading up to Christmas. Christmas. In the weeks leading up to Chicks Mix. Talk about Crixis. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> All My right. Chinese food is on the way. No, okay. But in Venezuela, in the week leading up to... I didn't Venezuela hear that. Say that again. A, huh? Say that again. I didn't hear that. No, didn't hear it. There we go. <laughs> um, here comes Maggie, right on schedule. Maggie! Venezuelans, they attend a daily church service. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but it translates to early morning mass. Mm-hmm. Um, and they travel in the state cap. I can't speak. What is wrong with me? Girl, get in it right now, okay? Christmas okay. spirit. But apparently they travel to church in the capital on the roller skates. That's amazing. Maggie, what's the matter? That's amazing. Can you imagine, like, get your roller skates, we're going to church. I know. Um, I don't know. The heading of number five is Catalonia, pooping their way through Christmas. Sure. Welcome to the bizarre Catalan tradition of defecating log. I'm (laughs) translating everything. They create a character out of a log, drawing a face on it and giving it a hat. Defecating log? And they spend them a fortnight feeding it fruit, nuts, and sweets. Okay. But I don't get how it's a poop log. They also decorate their nativity scenes with small pooping ceramic figurines. I feel like that's not right. Right? This person translated this stuff incorrectly. I'm going to Google this. That's fun. But, I mean, if that's for real, that's the Catalan, man. There's something. Defecating log. Okay. Catalan Christmas log. Feeding the poop log. Oh, it is a thing. Yeah. I don't understand how it's a poop log, though. Because maybe maybe they don't say it, but it's like shaped in a way that it looks like it's pooping or it smells like poop later or someone poops on it or birds poop on it apparently on christmas eve it is time for the little shit log to shine (laughs) (laughs) children gather around the red headed branch and beat him with sticks while singing the traditional song shit log shit nougats Hazelnuts and Mato cheese. If you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a stick. Shit log. <laughs> thing. Good for y'all. That is amazing. You had me um, a shit log. They have a shit log tradition in Catalonia. Oh my god. In sure, Greenland. Man. Oh my god. <laughs> Your face. 
<laughs> Mackenzie's face looks super concerned. Each Christmas, they have to tuck into... I don't know how to pronounce it, because it's... Uh-huh. I can't pronounce it. Okay. Raw whale skin with a little blubber, which is made by wrapping a small Arctic bird in seal skin, okay. and then burying it for several months and eating its decomposed flesh. Huh. Okay. Hey, man. Different mm -hmm. strokes for different folks. Right. You got shit log or a decomposing whale bird. And then in the Ukraine, they deck the halls with spider webs. They have like ornaments of spider webs. It, it brings good luck. Sure. I mean, hey, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, you know? It's, um, the tradition is, has its origins in an old tale of a poor woman who couldn't afford to decorate her tree, so spiders did it, did it, did it Aww, for her. Oh, that's so cute. Is, that's terrifying and cute at the same time. It's for good luck. Aww. Um, that's kind of like the pickle tradition, like where you hide a pickle in your tree. I'm sorry, you what? Never heard of that one? No, I have not. I care, I don't know. Pickle, ornament tradition. I don't know how it started. It's placed on a Christmas tree as one of the Christmas decorations on Christmas morning. The person to find it would receive an extra present. So it's kind of like the almond. Oh, okay. Maggie, don't eat the Christmas decorations. Yeah, Maggie. <sighs> Here's the thing, though, that I am a fan of. Out of all the traditions, it is Kurisumasu Niwa Kentucky. I think it's because you can pronounce it, which is why you like it. But, like, yes. Yes. But also, fried chicken for Christmas. Yes. Kentucky fried chicken for Christmas. Kentucky fried chicken. And then I this like has nothing so to do with Christmas, but I particularly, I probably should save this for a New Year's episode, but, like, all the New Year's traditions. But in Spain, they wear red underwear for love yes that, that one, is a thing i do know that i'm a firm believer in that you gotta stop not red underwear but i'm saying like traditions like that like you start your year off how you right yeah on. start off on the right especially this year here's yeah. the thing you gotta wear all the lucky all the lucky things man correct i'm gonna be having a rabbit's year. foot I'm going to have a rabbit, a bat, a hat. Four-leaf clover. Yeah. Going to wear my underwear inside out. On what purpose. Else? I'm going to... I don't know what else. In, I know my friend, um, Constantine, I was spending New Year's Eve with him, my friend, well, his now wife, Ashley, who's my best friend of... Um, one of my best friends. And we were at his aunt's house. And his grandmother was there, and all of a sudden at midnight, she <clears throat> took a plate with a pomegranate on it, went outside the front door, and smashed it everywhere. Is that a Greek, it's a Greek tradition? Oh, yeah, I was about to say, because Constantine is Greek, so. Yeah. Sure. Opa! I liked it. I was like, I was <laughs> shocked, though. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dig it. Yep. Include opening of the pomegranate for good luck and fertility and prosperity. So she literally like slammed it on the ground and then took the plate and just wrecked it. 
And I was like, Oppa! I take that. I was like, go off. Go off, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. It was one of my most favorite New Year's Eve's ever because it was just great. Yeah, man. That's the good thing about countries that they all just have like really interesting traditions and Mm -hmm. it's just a good time. And I think I'm going to name this episode Kurisumasu Niwa Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) Kentucky. (laughs) Cause like, how can you not? (laughs) Like that's my favorite one. How are you going to have a thing? When first we get together after this pandemic and celebrate all the holidays rolled into one, you're going to be like, Kurisumasu Niwa Kentucky. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't trust trust the Kentucky Fried Chicken from here because everyone I know that's had Kentucky Fried Chicken from here has gotten sick. I haven't gotten sick, but I've gotten a stomach cake. Yeah, you see, I don't know what's going on with our Kentucky, but our Kentucky's not having it. So I bet Ken- Japan's Kentucky is so much better. Say Kentucky one more time. Kentucky. <laughs> and with that, that has been our episode of all the Christmas traditions from around the other countries. And if you guys have any other Christmas, any Christmas, La 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 la. Okay. Now I can speak. (laughs) Now I can speak. If you guys have any Christmas traditions from your specific countries or just your families, um, please let us know. You can email us at stuckandhungry at gmail.com or comment on our YouTube video. We would love to know what it is. If there's anything christmas related that you guys want to let us know let us know if you guys also think that kentucky fried chicken for christmas is a great idea please agree with me kurisumasu niwa kentucky and of course from that note we're both learning japanese yeah leilani's learning japanese good for her leilani's learning my sister leilani's learning japanese and my sister brianna is learning korean so Kurisumasu Niwa Kentucky. Niwa Kentucky. And of course, if you love our cover art, follow my cousin Max at MaxWindock on Instagram. And that's pretty much it, you know? Have a holly jolly Christmas for this whole December. Goodwill towards men. Actually, not Christmas. Have a happy holidays because we celebrate all holidays. And on that note, I will say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. And happy any other holidays that any I forgot. Any other holiday that we don't know about. Oh, if there's other holidays that we don't know about, email us that too. We would like exactly. to know. Exactly. And with that, wash your hands, wash your ass, wear a mask. Don't be an idiot and do good things, don't y'all. Don't be an idiot and do good things, y'all. And we love you. And bye. Drink water. Drink water. And bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Kurisumasu ni wa kentucky!